Hello, and welcome to My Tiny Bottles, the podcast where I explore my grandmother's legacy of miniature liquor bottles, one tiny bottle at a time. I'm your host, Tammy Coxon. Bottle number 13 is a half-empty plastic bottle of Mr. Boston Peppermint Schnapps. Definitely not something I'm particularly excited to taste, but pretty interesting from a cocktail and liquor history perspective. Looks-wise, it's what I'm starting to recognize as a very typical late 1980s bottle. It has a white label with lots of text, peppermint schnapps written at the top, with a drawing of a plant underneath that I assume is supposed to be mint, but looks a bit like cannabis if you're not paying attention. It advises that you can drink it at room temperature or serve on crushed ice as a peppermint freeze, and it says Mr. Boston on the bottom. The Mr. Boston name has been a big part of the U.S. drinking scene since just after Prohibition, when H.C. Berkowitz and Erwin Benjamin bought a distillery in Boston and started making old Mr. Boston dry gin. From there, they quickly expanded to create a range of other products, including a lot of sweet liqueurs. But the thing that made old Mr. Boston into something of a household name was not a bottle, but a book. In 1935, the company published the first Old Mr. Boston Deluxe Official Bartender's Guide. The foreword of the book described the problem. Prohibition had wiped out the bartending profession in the U.S., and while cocktail books were flooding the market post-repeal, most of them weren't very good. The Old Mr. Boston Company set out to remedy this issue by, quote, recruiting four old-time Boston bartenders whose background and experience make them authorities on the correct ingredients to be used and the proper manner of serving cocktails. And while all of this is true, it was also a clever marketing move that the book called for old Mr. Boston products by name in most of the recipes. The products and the bartender's guide have continued to this day through many ownership changes over the years. After World War II, the company had a period of rapid expansion, including purchasing the Viking Distillery in Albany, Georgia in 1962. Then in 1969, Glenmore Distilling in Kentucky purchased the company, books, brands, and all. I touched on this a little in my post about bottle number three, Hot Shot Tropical Fruit Schnapps, which was also produced by Glenmore. In terms of dating this bottle, it probably comes from around the same time as the Hot Shot, which is the mid to late 1980s. In 1975, Glenmore dropped the old part of the name and gave the newly abbreviated Mr. Boston brand a more modern look, so it's definitely after that. Modern for the 70s and 80s, anyway. It looks really dated today. And it's in a plastic bottle, which puts it after 1981. I found an ad from 1986 promoting a different schnapps flavor from the company, but it has a very similar bottle style, so I'm guessing mine is from around the same time. Things got a little dicey with the brand in the 1990s. It was bought by United Distillers in 1991 and then sold to Barton Brands in 1995. Now, Barton had themselves just been recently acquired by the Canandaigua Wine Company. That company is notable because they also sold the Italian Swiss Colony wines that I talked about in bottle number eight. Now, I found all this out in a 1993 Financial Press article that expresses some confusion about why Canandaigua would bother to purchase Barton, given, and I quote, the weakness of a spirit segment that's been hurt by moderation and declining consumer interest. Which is kind of amazing given the huge growth and consumer interest in the spirit segment since then. That certainly worked out well for them. So well that they were purchased by Sazerac in 2009. Sazerac continued to publish the print edition of the old Mr. Boston Guide up until 2012, when the 68th and final edition of the book was published. 
But then in 2016, they created MrBostonDrinks.com as an online searchable repository, including not just the recipes from the final 2012 edition, but many earlier editions, which is really kind of neat because you can see how their version of the recipes have been updated through time. One of the major differences is that even though they still make a wide range of Mr. Boston spirits and liqueurs, the most recent recipes no longer mandate that you use them. That's it for Tiny Bottle number 13. Be sure to check out next week's episode where I'll be sitting down with Fred Yarm, a Boston bartender and creator of the Cocktail Virgin Slut blog, to taste this bottle and talk about Boston, Mr. Boston, peppermint schnapps, and more. Meanwhile, if you have a Mr. Boston story, I'd love to hear it. Leave a comment at MyTinyBottles.com or at MyTinyBottles on all your social media. And if you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a bottle. This episode was produced by Lester Graham. The theme song is Snooter by Josh Woodward. Cheers.